Good morning, everybody. Again, good to see everybody. Kids, good to have you in here. Oh, man, it's so good to see you in here. We're going to be shorter today. I'm not going to speak for as long as normal. I'm going to be shorter today because then we got a baptism. Uh, yesterday, I put out an email that we've got five people getting baptized. Three of them are kids. Now we got seven. It keeps going up. Um, so we're going we're gonna to get to that. Um, I, uh, I, I had a passage, and we're going to be in Matthew 13, by the way. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to, to Matthew chapter 13. I, I had a, um, a passage that we were, weren't going to get to until the fall. Like, if you've been keeping track, you'd be like, well, we're supposed to be in Matthew 9, aren't we, Pastor Chris? We were in Matthew 9 last week. Um, and that would be true. So we had a passage that wasn't planned for until the fall, um, but we let it cut in line. We let it cut in line, and so it's going to be for today because I think it's really important for those of you getting baptized. So those of you getting baptized, try to pay attention. Um, and kids, I think you're going to be able to pay attention. I, I shared the passage that we're going to be doing with my daughter Sienna this past week, and I said, do you think the kids can pay attention? Do you think the kids will understand it? And she said, yes. And then she paused, and she thought, well, maybe not the boys. <laughs> and I thought, as a boy myself, I thought, She's got a point. She's right. Men have a harder time with this. But fellas, boys, let's, let's prove her wrong. Can we prove her wrong? Yeah. We'll prove that girl wrong. Yeah. We can do it. You can hang in there. You can pay attention. So the reason uh, I want to uh, do this passage that we're going to do, I've got a couple questions. How many of you kids like this? These are ice cream sandwiches. How many of you guys get excited for ice cream? How many people in general get excited for ice cream? Yeah, yeah, you get excited. My kids love ice cream. They get excited. They had these last night. Especially if the ice cream truck comes around and doing his music. They're like, what, 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 what? Is that the ice cream truck? Is that the ice cream truck? Is that the... They start to get excited. They'll drop everything to get to the, to the ice cream truck. Now, another question. How many of you guys get excited for this? The broccoli. Ah, uh, seriously, kids, you guys get excited about broccoli? My kids aren't really excited about broccoli. When they find out that it's going to be with our dinner, they're not super excited about it. Not like ice cream. But here's the thing. In my house, if it's getting served with dinner, they got to eat it. They don't really have a choice. They got to eat it. And so uh, broccoli might not be the exciting thing, but it's the thing that they got to do. It's kind of the right thing. It's the rule. They got to eat it, right? Here's the deal. Many people, when they start following Jesus, and this, again, this is especially for you guys getting baptized. When people start getting Je following Jesus, a lot of time it starts off like the ice cream. They're excited about ice cream. They're excited about Jesus. They're like, man, man, Jesus is so good. I'm excited to, you know, follow where he takes me. But over time, because of trials and pain and disappointments, and because he doesn't always answer prayers exactly how we want him to, and he's not always acting like our butler, like we want him to, and sometimes because of just distractions of life, our, our roof is leaking, or our car breaks down, or, or our parents don't give us the toy we want them to give us, or kids at school are being mean to us, or we're not fitting in, we're not invited to the party, or we get a boyfriend, we get a girlfriend, and we get distracted by them. Or they break up with us, and we get distracted by that. All types of things cause us to slowly start to see Jesus like a broccoli. Well, he's the right choice. Yeah, I, you know, I know I'm supposed to believe in him, and I know I'm supposed to, you know, pray. And, you know, but it's, there's no excitement anymore. Because they're, 
They're distracted and they're hurting. And, and that's what these, these stories are about today that we're going to look at. We're, we're going to be in Matthew 13. And I'm actually going to show you two back-to-back stories in, in, in this chapter. It's the, it's, the, it's the parable. Where is that? There it is. The parable of four soils and the man who sold it all. That's, what, that's the, the, two, the two stories back-to-back. We're going to go through it quickly. Because here's my hope. Here's my hope. Um, I was um, at the worship night at, in Ocean Grove this past Tuesday. We were there gathering, and our, t- our band was singing. And I was in the back row, and I'm usually not in the back row because I get distracted easily. But this time I was in the back row, and I was seeing so many people from our church. And I just was seeing all the, it was like in my mind, like I could see like bubbles over people's like bodies, like, like all the pain that I'm aware of and all the distractions. And I was just praying, God, keep them believing. Keep them believing in you. And not believing like they believe the right things about Jesus, but believing where he's like a treasure. Because true faith in Jesus is more than believing the right things. It's about treasuring him. It's about seeing him like that ice cream. Like, yeah, I'll chop everything. The ice cream truck's here. Jesus is here. I got Jesus. And I know some of you adults, you're like, yeah, man, I'm, that's me. I'm, he's like broccoli to me. Well, I hope that changes for you too today. That the Holy Spirit does a work in you and changes you so that you can treasure him again. So let's, let's share these. Let me jump into this, these passages. Um, I'll start off by just summarizing a story that Jesus told in Matthew 13. So kids, here's the deal. Jesus went out and he told a story to these big crowds. And, and one story, he said, a farmer went out to scatter seed, to plant. Right? He's throwing the seed everywhere and some seed fell on rocky soil. Or I'm sorry, a, a path. So it was no soil. It was just like a, like a sidewalk kind of thing. And, and when that happened, birds came and took those seeds and just scooped them up, ate them up. They're gone. Didn't, they didn't take root. They didn't grow. Nothing happened to them. And then Jesus said, other seed fell on another kind of soil. That was rocky soil. So there was some dirt, but underneath the dirt was rocks. And so the, the roots couldn't go that deep. So it did start to come up. But when the sun got really hot, Because it didn't have deep roots to spread out and go in search of nutrients and go in search of water, it dried up, it withered, and it died. And then another kind of soil that the seed fell on was weeds, thorny soil. So it grew, but weeds grew with it and started to choke it out, choke out its life, choke out its its nutrients, and it eventually died. And then there was a fourth kind of soil, and little baby wheatgrass started to pop up. And then it grew some more, and then it grew some more into a whole crop. And Jesus said it, it multiplied 30 times, 60 times, even 100 times. And then Jesus stopped telling the story, and I would imagine the crowds are like, okay, and what's your point? And then he left with his disciples. And many of you guys, you might have been thinking, you know, or the disciples might have been thinking, uh, can you ask him, can somebody ask him, what's his point for that story? And so eventually they come to Jesus and like, hey, can you tell us the meaning of that parable? And Jesus tells us. And thankfully, Matthew wrote it down for us later on after Jesus rose from the dead, wrote down all Jesus' life. And so this is what that story means. And again, for those of you getting baptized, super important that you pay attention here. Okay? Kids, adults, everybody. So Jesus said, the farmer sows the word, Matthew 14, or or 13, verse 14. Farmer sows the word. So the seed is the word of God, the gospel, the good news. 
The good news that God is breaking into this broken world through Jesus, through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. The good news that God has made a way for sinners like you and me to be reconciled back to God through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. The good news that we get to be forgiven and adopted back into God's family. The good news that one day Jesus is going to come back and renew this whole earth. And we're going to get to reign with him on this earth. That's, that's the word. And he's the farmer. That was Jesus first, scattering this good news. And then when he left and went up to heaven, he gave that job to us, the church, to share this word. And it goes out. It gets scattered. And it lands on different kinds of hearts. Remember, the, the, some people are like the seed along the path. That's the first one. Remember that one with the birds? Remember that, guys? Kids, remember that one? Some hearts are like that, like a path that the seed lands on. And Jesus said this about them. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Meaning it goes in one ear, it goes out the other. Goes in one ear and they go, ah, anyway, what's for lunch? Anyway, anyway, I just, you know, I just, I just watched something on TV that says, you know, that stuff about Jesus can't be true. And, you know, don't, don't just kind of goes in one ear out the other. And some maybe, you know, it could be people in church. It could be people who get dragged here by their parents, dragged here by their spouse. And they're like, ah, I'm here, but I can't wait till I don't have to come. I can't wait till I'm old enough and I ain't going to be coming here no more. I ain't going to be talking about this Jesus stuff no more. It could be people who are even volu volunteering in church. Sometimes people volunteer in church because they like the, you know, the community. But this, this, this stuff about Jesus dying and rising again, nah, I don't really believe that part of it. Because the good news of Jesus, although it is good news, it doesn't feel like good news to everyone. To those who want to be their own savior or their own Lord or their own master, it's not good news. Somebody had to die for my sins. I'm not really a sinner. I'm kind of a pretty good person compared to that guy over there. You know, compared to Michael, you should know my, Michael's life, man, I look like a pretty good angel compared to, to him, right? That's what, how we think. So I don't need a savior. So it's not good news to everybody. So for some people, it goes in one ear, out the other. And here's the thing. There's nothing that we can do about it. I can't do, do this good sermon and somebody changes their minds and you can't persuade them. And, um, but God is a gardener and he can change the soil of anybody's heart, which means we can pray. We have to pray. We must pray. That's our job, to pray. That soil changes in the hearts of, of loved ones. So that's one kind of soil. Now, those of you guys who are getting baptized, this wouldn't be you. Because you got to a point where you're like, no, I want Jesus. I want, I want this relationship. So this wouldn't be you. But my concern is that you're the next one. My concern is that you're the next one. Who's the next soil? Verse 16 says, others like seed sown on rocky places. Remember the rocky places? Remember that's the, the plant. It, go, it starts to come up, but, but there's rocks underneath, so it, it, it eventually dies from the scorching sun. Jesus said this about them. They hear the word and at once receive it with joy. They're like, yes, Jesus died for me. Yes, I want in. Yes. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. So this is people who say, yes, Jesus. They get baptized, like some of you guys are doing today. And then troubles come. Trials come. Life gets difficult. And they think, oh, I thought Jesus was going to make my life easy. Oh, never mind this Jesus stuff then. 
oh, I didn't realize that some friends weren't going to want to hang out with me because I'm following Jesus. Never mind this Jesus stuff then. Oh, I didn't know I was going to have to obey him here and that it's going to cost me this relationship there or that family was going to ostracize me. In some parts of the world, like Justin was talking about earlier, they get put in prison by loved ones even, sometimes even killed. And so Jesus is saying that this group of people, when they realize it's going to be, it could be harder in some ways because of following Jesus, they go, oh, never mind. The scorching wind, because their roots haven't gone deep. They're excited about an idea of Jesus, but not the real Jesus. They're excited about their own version of Jesus. They're excited about what Jesus can give them, bless them, but, but not Jesus. And so when they're not getting the life they wanted, when things take a turn, like, oh, never mind. And I've seen this. I've seen this. I've seen this. You guys getting baptized. <clears throat> I've seen people. They get baptized. And they've literally said to me, they've literally said to me, I thought after I got baptized, God was going to make X, Y, and Z work out. Like, oh, who told you that? Who told you that lie? Who told you that? It's not going to happen. Some of you guys, listen, your life will be better following Jesus, but not necessarily easier. Better, but not necessarily easier. So, that's, so I'm praying that's not you guys. The seven of you guys, I'm praying that none of you guys fall in that category. But then there's another category, the third one. Verse 18 says, still others like seeds sown among thorns. Remember this one? The weeds come in. Remember kids? Kids, remember that one? The weeds come in and choke out the plant. It grows, but so do weeds, and they're choking it out. This is what Jesus says about them. The worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Ooh. Worries of life. So they're following Jesus. They, they, they commit to Jesus. They pray to accept Jesus. They get baptized. They get baptized. Then they move on with their life. And then the worries of life. That word for worries is marimna, and it, and it comes from a word that means div division. The things that divide our hearts come in. Things that, that preoccupy our minds so much that Jesus drifts to the back burner. What things? It doesn't have to be bad things. It could be good things. Like I said earlier, it could be the leaky roof. It could be your chores that you have to do. It could be getting good grades. It could be doing good at sports. It could be fitting in with that group of friends. It could be that new dating relationship or getting married or planning a wedding or going to college. It, it could be your kids. It could be trying to get your kids off to all these activities that you just don't have time for Jesus anymore. There's nothing wrong with the things of life dealing with them. We're called to be faithful with them. If you work a job, you run a business, you be faithful. But there's a point where it becomes a preoccupation and it splits our hearts to where our joy in Jesus, Jesus moves from being the ice cream to the broccoli. Oh, I know I'm supposed to believe these things, and I know I'm supposed to follow Jesus, and I know I should probably get back to church, and I probably should be praying, and I just don't have time because all these other things are more important. I know I'm supposed to eat the broccoli, but I really want the ice cream. I know I'm supposed to have Jesus, but what I really want to do is build my career. What I really want to do is fit in with this group of friends. What I really want is what my, that person has, and I need to work hard to get it. So our hearts get divided. This was me. As a kid, I believed the right things about Jesus. But as a teenager, my heart was divided. I was chasing so many other things. 
sports, there was girls, there was having fun. There was, I had a dream of being a filmmaker, and I was obsessed with it. And Jesus, he was, on the, he was the broccoli. Filmmaking was the ice cream. And that's my concern for many of you guys. So when I pray, keep them believing, I mean keep them wanting Jesus and not getting choked out by the worries and the care and the deceitfulness of wealth, Jesus said. Chasing money, money is deceitful. It promises happiness, and then when you get it, it doesn't deliver. It's like, ah, I tricked you. I just gave you more to worry about. Ha ha, gotcha. That's what wealth does to us. My prayer is that this isn't you, you guys, you seven. Instead, my prayer is that this is you. The fourth kind of soil. Seed sown on good soil who hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop. Some 30, some 60, and some 100 times what was sown. Remember that one? It's wheatgrass. Oh, it starts off small, and then it grows, and it grows some more. And what that means is that you get baptized. And if you're that good soil... If you're that good soil, then when trials come, instead of making you angry at God, it makes you softer towards God. You get on your knees and you can say, I'm just going to pray more. And when other people are mean to you, instead of hating them back, you're going to love them. You're going to become more gentle and more patient through it. When you're confused about life, instead of Googling and running to every other source, you're going to spend more time in prayer with Jesus because he's the one that your heart longs for. When you're going through a difficult challenge in your marriage, it's Jesus that you cling to even more. And you become more like him in the process. And then you help others become more like him. You help others get to know him. Kaylin, one of the people getting baptized today, she's getting baptized by Carissa Martinez. Carissa was just baptized a few months ago. By who? Was it Chantel? Robin, sorry. Robin. Um, so many people baptizing different people in our church, which is awesome. So Robin is invested in Carissa, and then Carissa's baptizing Kaylin today. So that, that's multiplication. That's what Jesus is talking about, being fruitful, right? And that's my prayer for those of you getting baptized, that you stay in Jesus, even when the distractions come and the pain comes and the hardships come. But now how? How do you stay? What makes this good soil different from the rest? I just want to, just a few more minutes, just almost done. What makes this good soil different than the rest? Jesus told another short, short story in the same chapter. You just go down a few verses that I think gives a secret to this. It's Matthew 13, verse 44. So kids, pay attention just a couple more minutes. We're almost done, okay? Jesus said this. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, he went and sold all he had and bought that field. So the kingdom of heaven, that's the reign and rule of God. That's what he's talking about. When a man found out that God is taking charge of this broken world through Jesus and that Jesus is king and he has a kingdom that we get to be part of. When a man found that, it was like treasure hidden in the field where he goes and he sells everything in his joy. Not, not, not begrudgingly. Not, oh, I better give everything up. I got to buy that. He's like, I don't care about everything else. All the other treasures, all the other toys, my phones. My phone chargers, my boats, my house, my car, everything. I'm going to sell it because I need to get that treasure. I need to get that Jesus. I need to get his kingdom. I want to be part of it, living for his kingdom here. That's what Jesus is saying. That everything else gets put on the back burner. 
Like the ice cream truck company when my kids are like, doesn't matter what they're doing. They could be eating ice cream, and they're like, I don't want that ice cream. I want that ice cream truck ice cream. That's what happens when we see Jesus for who he really is. It doesn't matter. I want him. It doesn't matter what trials come my way. When I started dating my wife, Jess, guess what happened naturally? I stopped dating other girls. Yeah. And I'm not talking about after we were officially boyfriend, girlfriend. I mean, like, in the very beginning, I'm start talking to her. We didn't even have our official first date yet. But I was like, I told her on the phone, we were long distance across the country. I was like, just so you know, I'm not dating other girls right now. She's like, oh, thanks for letting me know. That was literally what she said, and I knew what that meant. She like, just had gotten back from a date or something. Um, but my heart was like, I just want to know her. I don't have time for any other girls. And when we see Jesus that way, if, if you know, Jess was the treasure hidden in the field for me. When we see Jesus that way, we're like, I don't, I don't have time for any other gods. I don't have time for any other prophets or teachers to run to, to cling to. I don't, it's Jesus I'm after. I don't, I, I don't need to chase this for my happiness or chase that. It's Jesus I'm after. It's Jesus I'm after. My daughter, Sienna, she does gymnastics. One more example. She does gymnastics. That sport's crazy. It's like, it's like, it's like 15 hours of practice a week. It's like a part-time job, except we have to, she doesn't get paid. We pay them. And to do it, she's got to say no to so many other things. She says no to other sports. She has to not go to, you know, hang out with certain, or go, go with friends at times. Last week, we were going to the, the, the party for the Hispanic community. With, I was taking my other two, and Sienna was like, oh, I want to come. It's like, you can come, but you'd have to skip your practice. Oh, never mind. Like, she really just loves gymnastics, dedicated to it. She loves it. Her heart's in it. That's what it's like when we understand who Jesus is. That's my prayer for those of you getting baptized. Sienna doesn't do gymnastics because we make her do it because it's the right choice. You know, we're like, hey, do it now. If you don't want to do it later, cool. She's devoted to it because it's a treasure for her. My prayer for her is that Jesus is a greater treasure. My prayer for those of you getting baptized is that Jesus is a greater treasure. And that whatever you lose because of following Jesus, you're like, oh, oh well, Jesus is better. I'll sell everything. That's my prayer, that you would treasure Jesus so much that you'll sell everything to know him. Anything that gets in the way, you're like, okay, I guess I don't need it because I want him. That's my prayer for you guys. And here's the thing. It's a prayer because we can't just turn it on. If somebody strangely didn't like ice cream, you can't make them like ice cream. But when they taste and see that the ice cream is good, then they're like, oh, Maybe I should. So I just pray that you would, as you get to know Jesus, you would see that, oh, wow, he's even better than I thought the day I got baptized. Oh, and he's even better, and he's even better, and he's carrying me through this, and he's carrying me through that. So that's my prayer for you guys. So I'm going to ask us to stand. Before we do this baptism, we're just going to celebrate God together with one more song, and then we're going to come on our band, and then we're going to do our baptism party here. Kids, you guys did good. Thanks for hanging in there. Boys, I'm going to ask you later what it was about. You're going to prove my daughter wrong. But for these few minutes, guys, I'm just going to ask that we would uh, think about what we just looked at in Scripture, and then we would celebrate God for the treasure in the field that he is. And maybe even consider, is there anything that I've made more important than him? Is there any pain that I'm blaming him for, that I'm tempted to walk away from him because of. And if you're here and maybe you were that first soil, 
It's been going in one ear out the other. Maybe God's going to do something in your heart today. So that's why we just want to give a few moments, give him some space, and let our hearts respond.